And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Hi, everybody, and welcome once again to Greenlight Reviews, the show on which we talk about the movies. My name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And today, Ann, mm-hmm. well, this is a frabjous day. <laughs> Very well put, Les. It's a frabjous day because we're going to talk about the film Alice in Wonderland, mm-hmm. directed by Tim Burton and written by Linda Wolverton from the novel of 150 years ago by Lewis Carroll. Correct. And it stars Johnny Depp, among others. He plays the Mad Hatter. And all I can say about Johnny Depp's performance is he did <laughs> Geyer and Gimble in The Wabe. <laughs> and I don't know what this movie was about. Well, we know that it's about Alice in Wonderland, but I wanted to call it Alice in Slumberland because I think this movie was such a major disappointment. I know that people wait expectantly because there are a lot of great Tim Burton movies out there, at least a couple that we can cite, like Edward Scissorhands. And you, of course, really love Sweeney Todd. Yes, I did. So there are a lot of Tim Burtonites out there. And I wonder when they went to see this movie if they were as supportive of Tim's kooky talent after they saw this picture. I thought it was really boring. And I think it was also confused. And frankly, the only dimension in this version of Alice in Wonderland is the 3D dimension that you get from the glasses. Really, this was a shallow, silly, inane, not remotely amusing version of the original Alice in Wonderland. It wasn't intriguing to me. First of all, if you have ever read the book Alice in Wonderland, and I think most of us have, you know that, number one, it was for kids, and number two, if you're an adult and you read that book, Uh there's so much clever stuff going on that you get that probably a kid wouldn't. But one way or the other, the book is delightful. This film is not delightful at all. No, it isn't. It starts out with Alice being 19 years old and not 10, and she has just been proposed to by a very stuffy Earl, and she's trying to get away from that, so she falls down the rabbit hole like she did when she was 10, Mm -hmm. and everybody was kind of amused in Wonderland to see her come back again as an adult. All right, that's a big problem for me right there. I agree with you. That created a kind of tension in the movie and and a story problem that was never really resolved by the writer Linda Wolferton nor the director Tim Burton. The other thing is that this film is for the most part for children Mm -hmm. very scary. Well, it's dark, that's for sure. It's very dark. The music sounds like the music from Jaws. (laughs) (laughs) The sets are grim. The lighting is lousy throughout this entire film. Even when Johnny Depp shows up as the Mad Hatter, and of course he has bright red hair, not like a redhead, but bright red hair that sticks out, and he wears funny costumes. That's not funny. No, in fact, Les, I thought Johnny Depp made a desperate attempt to be amusing, and he was given not anything remotely comedic to say or to do. So that forces an actor of Johnny Depp's background, I guess, to try to do some kind of physical shtick. And it just doesn't work. He does another thing that doesn't work. And that is, he decided, I guess, to change his dialect or his accent scene by scene. So Wasn't you never that knew. Weird? 
very strange and not very good. Half the time he's talking like Jack Sparrow from the pirate movie. Then the next scene, he sounds like he's doing a bad send-up of Boris Karloff. He lisps. He does all kinds of strange things vocally, and none of it really comes across. And as a result, the character is very mushy. I couldn't understand a single word that Johnny Depp said. He talks mostly to the character of Alice, played by Mia Wasikowska, and she discovers that this time down the rabbit hole, her mission is to overthrow the tyrannical Red Queen, played by Helena Bonham Carter. Mm -hmm. They did something with her, you know, with CGI that gave her a giant head. Yes, on a normal body, I guess. Yeah, and of course the good queen, the white queen, Mm -hmm. is played by Anne Hathaway. Mm -hmm. Now let's talk about Anne Hathaway for a minute. Okay, you go first. (laughs) Just about everybody out there thinks she is a very, very beautiful woman. She looks horrible in this picture. Her hair is long and white, but she has very dark eyebrows, Mm -hmm. dark lipstick, and she, like Alice, has big circles under her eyes. Yeah. So she looked absolutely dreadful, and this was the worst performance I have ever, ever seen her give. I thought she was acting like a bad road company, Blanche Dubois, (laughs) because she has all these phony fey mannerisms, and she delivers her lines in kind of a soft way. It was so not there. Really, it was a terrible choice that she made. The other thing that bothered me so much about this movie is, at the end of the picture, Alice Mm -hmm. has to don armor, and she takes this magic sword, and she goes out to fight the Jabberwock. She's a princess warrior all of a sudden. All when did sudden, this happen? She was Joan of Arc, Alice of Arc. First of all, we now see the Jabberwock, and it's one of those gruesome, gruesome characters. And the fight goes on forever, and you think Alice is going to get killed, and then you think the Jabberwock is going to get killed, and you can't imagine what's going on, and they're up on these weird steps, and Alice is going to fall, and then she doesn't. I know. It looked like every bad CGI movie we've seen when there has been a science fiction fantasy war sequence. It was just, again, borrowing from everybody else, nothing new, nothing original. I want to talk a little bit about the other cast members. Alan Rickman makes what amounts to almost a cameo appearance by the Cat pillar. He had the best role, I think, in the movie. No, we can't see him, of course. We see a blue caterpillar, but right. I immediately recognized his oh, voice, sure. as I did the voice of Stephen Fry, who plays the Cheshire Cat. And those two, for me... About as whimsical as you're going to get. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, the characters are all there. It should have been a good movie, but it simply didn't work. Another problem, and I thought this was so strange, Alice and the Mad Hatter seemed to have some kind of a cinematic flirtation going on for most of this movie. Oh, yeah. And that's not the way that this movie, I felt, should really go. It was very confusing. Was the Mad Hatter a real man, or was he just a figment of her imagination? And half the time, Alice keeps saying, oh, this is only a dream. This is my dream, sure. I can get out of this wonderland anytime I want to. And did she really not fall down that rabbit hole? Well, of course, there is no such thing as a rabbit hole. But in Wonderland, I don't think it should be a dream. I think it should be a fantasy. And I don't think it helps the screenplay for her to keep whining that she can end this whole mess by just declaring that her dream is over. I wish she had done that, frankly, 20 minutes into the movie. Then we would have all been spared the trouble of sitting through Alice in Slumberland. Oh, I thought it was just a dreadful movie. I thought everybody in it was not good. I thought it was scary. I thought it was a downer. So I'm giving this a red 
light. Off with their heads, screams the Yenta Red Queen. I agree. Off with the heads of Burton, Depp, Wolferton, Bonham Carter, Hathaway, as they turn this Alice in Wonderland movie into Alice in Blunderland. Nothing but a great big red light for me for the very, very disappointing Alice in Blah Land. I'm with you all the way, and So, two red lights for Alice in Wonderland. I guess we squished that movie pretty good, didn't we? I guess we did. <laughs> oh, dear. Tim Burton, Johnny Depp, Helena Bonham Carter, especially Anne Hathaway. Come on, you guys can do better than this. Well, we're going to be back very soon with a review of another film. I hope it's going to be better than Alice in Wonderland. And even if it's not better, it's probably not going to be as frustrating. Mm-hmm. Let's hope so. Until that time, I'm Les Roberts. I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes that we're going to run into all of you having a better time than we did at the movies. Stay away from those rabbit holes. You've watched them in unforgettable adventures, love affairs, and tragedies. Now it's time to hear their own remarkable stories. From the makers of Death of a Rockstar and Death of a Sports Star, this is Death of a Film Star. Starring Heath Ledger, Marilyn Monroe, Chadwick Boseman, Robin Williams, Carrie Fisher, and Bruce Lee. Search for Death of a Film Star in your podcast app. You've seen them tell stories. Now it's time to tell theirs.